They don't really do that in Russia, right? Especially men. Men in Russia don't smile at other men. It's too dangerous. Because somebody might think you're gay, and in Russia, that's five to seven years without possibility of parole. Can't risk it. The uh, sexuality is a spectrum, right? I think homophobia is as well. Because in San Francisco, if you call somebody an F word, you're a homophobe, rightfully so. But in Russia, you call somebody an F word, you're progressive. That's it. Thank you, guys. Yay, Art. Art G, everybody. Anybody have any comments? I love you too, Mark. What do you love about me? <laughs> Thank you. I didn't expect you to seriously answer the question, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. Surprise. I tried taking your feedback. I think I need to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hit up my friend. I was like, can you tell me what they say in the beginning of the telenovela? Yeah, I need to figure it out. Oh, yeah. That's good feedback. Say F word. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I thought you meant fuck too. What was that? I thought you meant fuck too. Okay, that's yeah. good feedback. I just I'm just scared to turn the crowd away if I say fag on stage. Do it. <laughs> fuck, this is on air. I'm gonna get fired. Sorry. Well, the other F word, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a radio. This can't be That works, that works. I like that. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shitty actor. This is Campuscope. <laughs> Over. I like that. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Uh, All right, thank you, guys. RG, everybody. Yay. We have two more comedians. And next one, coming up to the stage, give a warm welcome to Kyle Morrissey. Woo! I was, uh, I was watching... You were talking about Canada. I was. I remember watching those Canadian truckers protest all the COVID stuff last year, and I remember thinking, like, damn, I d I did not even realize they had Republicans. <laughs> like, like maybe I think that's why we haven't invaded them yet. We just assume everyone up there's a pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you had to ask me what a Canadian, if you had to ask me what a Canadian conservative was, I would just assume it's someone who refuses to say sorry. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's as bad as it gets up there, just iPhone footage of a guy in a Tim Hortons parking lot. Just like, no, I'm not going to bloody say it. <laughs> like, you can't make me say it. You can't force me. I remember, so the truckers, they were like honking as a form of protest. They were honking, and they wouldn't stop honking, and everyone's getting pissed. And I remember Trudeau was like, as far as I'm concerned, these aren't even real Canadians. 
I was like, dude, they're making the same noise as your geese. <laughs> like, <laughs> they might be some patriots. I don't know. Anyways, um, when I was growing up, I had parents who, you know, they said the whole, like, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. You can be whatever you want. And I remember feeling like that. I felt like they were kind of full of shit because I, they were the only ones who said that. I, I didn't have I didn't have any other parents <laughs> corroborating my potential. Like if I like if my best friend's dad pulled me aside one day and was like, "Listen, you're the best son anyone could ever ask for and I love you." <laughs> then I'd be like, "All right, maybe mom and dad are onto something." <laughs> you that guy Shane's dad said I was cute. <laughs> like You ever you ever have such a hard time remembering your childhood, you wonder if you were molested? <laughs> like that's that's I I don't remember growing up and I can't tell if it was because it was so boring or because something happened. <laughs> like and uh I'll be honest, I think what makes this even worse is I'm just kind of banking on maybe being molested as an excuse for all my flaws as a person. Uh, like I I have I have terrible boundaries when it comes to people and and I don't want to take responsibility for it. So at this point I'm just like Maybe I was molested. <laughs> like that would explain. I remember one time I had a therapist who she was like, "I don't, I don't think you were molested." I was like, "Hold on, I, I, let's not rule it out. I might need, I need, I might need to play this card <laughs> for a certain point." All right, we're gonna. Um, I've always, I've always thought it was weird that it's physically impossible to tickle yourself, but jerking off feels so good. I, I that 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 feels like a paradox to me. Like my spouse will like tickle me as foreplay, but the moment it gets serious, I gotta be like, no, let me do this part. <laughs> like, <sighs> what else do we got on the docket today? <laughs> um, I uh, I I feel like everything that was cool when millennials were young has aged pretty poorly. Like, we used to get bloopers at the end of every movie. Even Pixar movies, which, th that's kind of weird, because it's like, you j now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you just made those bugs make mistakes. Like, that, <laughs> that wasn't organic. That wasn't in the moment. What a weird job. Like, how was your, how was your day at work, honey? I made a walking sip trip. Like, I'm choking on my saliva and I'm stumbling over my consonants up here. I don't really know what's going on, but I, I, I uh, bloopers nowadays suck. Now we get one blooper and we don't even get the movie. We just get a news article: Alec Baldwin killed somebody. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Like, <laughs> at least give they at least they finished Rush Hour too. Like, did you honk me by any chance? Have I been honked? I'm just gonna start blowing up again. <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, one of those truckers. <laughs> I uh, I was at a I was at a baseball game recently, and during the seventh inning stretch, everyone was singing the YMCA. You know, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. And just hearing that lyric over and over again, it hit me like, this song is so offensive to homeless people. <laughs> like, they must hate the. All they've been trying to do is stay at the YMCA, and they can't. They can't get in. They and now they, the dude outside of Oracle Park has to listen to like fifty thousand people who will never need to stay at the YMCA. Talk about talk about how fun it is. The dude's been w trying. He's been sleeping in a tent. Oh my god. 
<laughs> that's basically basically what it is. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, yay! Anybody have any comments? No comments. I love the the Pixar bloopers idea. That was great. They're very good. All right, we have one comedian left. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. Please give a warm welcome to Sydney. Working? Oh, there it is. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hi. Um. I was. I learned. Um. I'm pretty behind on the news usually. So, but mostly because I've been avoiding it, but um, <laughs> I found out about the Trump baseball cards. <laughs> and I was like, Trump made these NFT baseball cards. I was just like, wow, we are really living in an SNL parody. And <laughs> I was like kind of mad about that. I was like, there's no way that reality um, is allowed to be an SNL parody. And so then I was like, well, how could I make it worse? <laughs> And I was like, what if Trump had tarot cards? Just like tarot, like Trump tarot cards, where Trump's face is photoshopped onto every card. And then I was like, how do I make it worse? Because AI generated Trump tarot cards. <laughs> you know, AI is popular. And so then I downloaded the AI. And it took a really long time to make them, but I did make some. And <laughs> they're really funny. I did bring a printout of a few um, to share if you wanted to see. Um. Okay, so. You have to be very specific to the AI um, or else it'll make him look good. <laughs> like it's just but this one is the world. Um, if you input like, um, like you, you give it a seed card and it'll like sort of, and that's it. So the world and the devil are both like a rider weight. So good. Um, and if you print there's the other one. If you print some of them around, there's also the star and the eight of. And then um, I would just need to make sure that, you know, people who don't believe in tarot or astrology stay that way. Um, so yesterday, instead of celebrating Christmas, I went around posting signs on, on the street pole saying that the moon is in retrograde. The moon can't go in retrograde. Retrograde is, like, going backwards. And, and But I don't know. I just thought that, like, People would get so upset about it. <laughs> or not notice it and think it's not. <laughs> um, but that's also an AI generated moon. So <laughs> whose moon is that? Um <laughs> nothing. That's what I uh, was doing for fun instead of celebrating Christmas with my family. <laughs> because that's more fun than that. Um 
but I have a story of, of something that happened uh, last week. Sounds pretty funny. I was at this event, and I was in the elevator, and the elevator is part of this experience of this event. And there's this one guy, and he's like, his whole shtick is like saying dad jokes, but they are getting me really excited because they weren't really funny and not very dad jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm in this elevator, it's packed, and his joke goes, why did Jesus die on the cross? And I muttered my answer, but I thought I muttered it loud enough, but I just thought that no one thought it was funny. And so then he says his answer, and his answer was, because he forgot the safe word. <laughs> and I hated it. And so so I got I like stormed out of the elevator pretty upset, but no one um, laughed at my joke because I thought it was funnier. Um, but then I was trapped in the Taylor Swift room because my friends were singing songs, and so I was in the bathroom taking selfies, as Taylor Swift does. And then the guy walks back in into this room, and I'm just like, oh, no, we have to leave immediately. The guy's back. I don't want to hear his stupid jokes. And he, like, says his first joke, and I'm just, like, really angry at him for no reason. Um, but he doesn't know that, and I'm in the bathroom trying to avoid him. And he's just, like, like so happy, go like he doesn't even notice what's going on. And so he says his joke, why did Jesus die on the cross? And then I turned around real upset and I was like to get to the other side <laughs> and then I left Sydney everybody thank you Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna do a real quick do you want do you still want to share oh okay oh okay I'm gonna do a real quick Give it up for Lauren, folks. Come Yay. on, one more time. Thank you. Yes. This is this is real. Just real quick, one one thing for uh, Scotto and one thing for me. Um, my therapist says that I have cognitive distortions, but she doesn't always call it that. She usually just says my thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term, cognitive distortions. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. I shit, I can't remember the rest of it. God damn it. All right, we'll just do this other one then. Um, this is a song that uh, uh, Scott wanted me to sing for you. I was singing this, uh, maybe you probably guys know this one. Uh, I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, thank you, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is a real thing, not Coca-Cola. That's for you, Scotto. All right, thanks, everybody. That <laughs> Do one for you? Do you want to hear the existential crisis song? Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you. Questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. 
All right, thank you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for coming out in the rain. This is a joke workshop. I hope it's been helpful. Thanks very much. Good night.
for sale no more. This is Mutiny Radio. The show is a fan round down. Because you're hearing from John Hughes, the movies we heard, Killing Joke, Yellow, Big Audio, Dynamite, Oingo, Boingo, Patty Smith, Six Six, Sputnik, Billy Idols, Ray Charles, OMD, General Public, Psychedelic Birds, Jason Berry, James Los Lobos, Love and Rockets, Rob Boston, Echo and Bunnyman Vapors, and the Dream Academy. This is the Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Remember in an hour, we got to watch a movie with Carl and Mike. Full length. On that less than an hour shit for them. Please send us money.
on a lark and peeing in the park. You can follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit listen live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your uh, podcast, Uh anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the the browser. But you can just go to muniradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live. Or download our podcast. You can get the link there. You could also uh, donate. Hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating via Patreon or uh, through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube with mm-hmm. our audience, who mm-hmm. asked the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. At Mixed the same media. Time. We're we're reappropriating 
media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently this movie is a real winner. <laughs> uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week we will be watching You Must Be Joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You Must Be Joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in You Must Be Joking, 1960. You Must Be Joking. 1965, once you find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm -hmm. uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? Yeah, so that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, you know, the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and like bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were you know yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations, uh, and you know it was hard to get their attention. So I would just start the set off by yelling you know my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they they they'd look over and then I knew I had like about thirty seconds to hook them. Yeah. You know, so it, was, <laughs> it was just by necessity, honestly. It's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. And now people come to expect it. You can't let the people down. You cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that like, I count you amongst, like, our clique. I mean, we've got common friends, right? We've got Luke Rothschild. We've got Anthony Quinn. I mean, these are Jersey, New York. Well, those two are New York, right? But y why is it that you travel so far uh, to come here for comedy? Um, well, I just think, for, you know, everyone does comedy a little differently. For me personally, I, uh, I want to get in front of new places as much as possible. Right, because it's like Connecticut, where I'm from, not the biggest state. We have a we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's like the same twenty people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's you know that gets to be old pretty quick, and there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So at a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. So if I could go to you know. I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut. That's not really enough to uh, try to get better, in my opinion. So it's, okay, I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes, over to, you know, the Hudson Valley, over to New York City. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world. So I might as well get out, try different things, and you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in yeah. new rooms. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've, got, I've had a very good experience with going to new places. 
Now, way back when, it was pre-pandemic, a bunch of comedians, Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you, would show up at the Reserve Club once or twice. And, and uh, some of those Connecticut comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in, in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic, I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life. And that's okay. You know, it's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I you know, haven't heard from them since. So you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay. Now, Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the Internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapchats? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. That's Chris Warren Comedy, uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there, so you can come find me mm -hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now, we just did a show together, right? Uh, we went down there, the, the open mic. I, it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a, day, a bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you, and I. And it went horrible, I felt, right? Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up, yes? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it sucks, but, you know, that is, uh, as much as it'd be fun, right, to do mm -hmm. a real show, a real club every night, that's uh, not where we're at right now. <laughs> so you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again, and uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a night, perfect yeah. example. Is uh, we were at this little dive bar in New Jersey, Raritan, uh, Raritan, New Jersey, my Raritan, New Jersey, and uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game, <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to. You know their local watering hole, and we invaded. And um, but it, it toughens you up. It, it it was still you know, and you worked the crowd. I really didn't hear. I heard material towards the end, but you knew you read the room, and you started with your intro, and you and you worked the crowd. I thought that was very very uh, clever. I didn't do that. I I appreciate that, Carl. Yeah, it's just um, I've done comedy in so many weird places. Like, you know, there's just you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they didn't give me very kind answers to my attempted <laughs> crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. Okay, now, out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren Comedy. Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. 
All right, we'll do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remotes. Three, two, one, play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it Columbia. will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes, yeah, simply movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. he did to us. Well, at least you brought us. That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly In the opening right. credits. You know, in this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right. You do. These are all our show. Oh, really? Was there's uh the butler from Training Places? I recognize yeah, Elliot. Saw him on our show. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right, special they're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, on. now introducing these credits are going crazy. Ooh, and guest star. We have yeah, a guest, he's star, not a guest star. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing, right? Yeah, uh, then guest it's star. Very British. Is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety show? And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the '30s, but people would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TVs. Mm-hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television for color television shows in black and white. They just figured either way it's gonna reach the audience. Why pay in color? Are, are these the actual people you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director. And he came up with this idea, this story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. He would go on to do Death Wish, and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by mm -hmm. 2014. He wasn't introduced. But a lot of people had a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was uh -huh. uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And I, I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic, and he has a lot of Me Too-like charges. He paper, right. Yeah. He was a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, he was on TV a lot, and he would go on talk shows and be snobby. Okay, so this uh, general just showed up who says is a special guest. He's not. And he's like, you there! <laughs> Where's the man I was promised? Begging your pardon, sir? Thank you! You know, it's all, Is that on. Are you doing your Terry Thomas impersonation? Yeah. He showed up to pick up. Right now he's like, oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your, your car, you know, meeting of the minds. <laughs> he re he reminds, yeah, he's great. And he it's was in. Yeah, precisely. At 1,600 hours. It is now 1,620 hours. He he reminds me of uh uh well I, I'll I'll say once the plot line is revealed but there's a John uh, Cleese movie with a scavenger hunt and John right. Cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions and he does it you know in his normal Terry Thomas esque manner right right now this guy Terry Thomas was he he's throughout the whole thing he was the English character actor you know him well you see the gap in his teeth he was in sure. Mad Mad World. 
Right, right, which was like two years ago from this movie, like 63. Now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is like uh, – Colombians fisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I've never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. <clears throat> right. What a winner. Okay. You know, so I can't – uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script, agreed to make it a deal he had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Callan play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. So meow. 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 Good. Uh, Sit up maybe, in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilt shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's kilter kilter out there and that's one great thing about cocktails are the garnishes like you can get the pickled cauliflower with your you can finger just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of my hey. bloody berry with yeah. olives deep in the goo <laughs> I have to use my finger hey, yo, can you give me a celery so I can get the carrot, the olives out thanks hello I'm Fitzroy Tabasco Tabasco. Now, these guys aren't supposed to recognize everybody, right? Like, this is well, one of the... you certainly recognize Denim, and no, you're not. If you were English, yes, you'd know him. Right. All. Like, there, if we were watching. Him, he was in Dick Van Dyke. Um, he was in our movie in um, The Prisoner of Zenda. Right, that's right. Oh, right. He was in Prisoner of Zenda, the, the Scottish guy here. Yeah. And Mary. Definitely. Was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I w I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and cars got that bang bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids' movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You gotta crank out movies for children year after year. You're gonna come up with Chase Bang Bang. How about we just <laughs> stop? Kids have plenty of movies. Reissue them. Save money. Near, far, in a motor car. I'm not sure what that is from. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh right, okay. I all I remember is uh what Chitty Chitty guess, Bang Bang, we love you. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. When Near, I saw as a kid car, in a motor car. Oh, Chitty that's the next bang, line. The kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw. And then I oh, was really? like, whoa, I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's I, happening? I was fooled by that movie and it was all colorful and then it fucking blew. Right. But it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm sure it won't hold up for me. I was just a little kid. Right. I bet you I, I like it because I was like, I have a good one. 
I love those few lyrics from that song. So what are they? They're planning. So this is the plot. They they hired. They got all these military guys from different countries or what have you. Yeah. Are they like all like army or navy or? They're all the branches, and then you got the my fair lady guy up there, the general being yeah. like, "This is the age of nuclear war." However. I'm sure you would agree that there wouldn't be a scrape on the ground or two. So, like, the idea is, you know, how do we test you, uh, your metal as a soldier? So what they're going to do is pretend that there was a nuclear bomb. The country is devastated. They have to go out with a list of six scavenger hunt type things to put into, a, like, a time capsule and be buried forever to preserve England. Oh, like a bag of uh, crisps? Yes, because one of them is like duck. Like uh, in many English houses, they have these ceramic duck hanging on the wall. Oh, that's okay. great. So I would you get know, a Billy Bass face. <laughs> right? No, you know the hood ornament on the Rolls Royce? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Oh, like the BC Boys. Remember the uh, people in England were like stealing the Volkswagen uh, logo yeah. from the cars because they could dress like the 1987's BC Boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you also one of them is a lock of hair and an autograph from this French porn singer named Sylvia Tarnet. Now, why is that English? I don't know. Well, we saw a lot of like we like to watch movies from England. During the 60s, especially like the swinging, yeah. you know, London scene and yeah. the sex comedy. So maybe that's that angle. The greatest but, thing for me about this film is all the accents. Which we're not going to listen to for the most part. Right. So they're, they're, he's saying, like, if there's a nuclear bomb, we want to see you guys collect items for a time capsule to see how you would survive and just res how resourceful you are. And the, yeah. Now it's a stupid premise because they're going to go out there into the real world, not a nuclear war world, and they're basically going to go get the stuff. It is a scavenger hunt. Doesn't make sense. And then they win something. Whoever gets the scavenger. So yeah, this is they like... get a they get a, um, a a trip around the world with a partner, and they also get like promises of promotion, promotion, promotion. It, it's never defined. So this is like it's a mad, 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 mad world with yeah. Terry Thomas from two years ago. But this yeah. time it's different comedians, British comedians. Well, it's England. It's so England. So this is like rat race. This is what I'm talking about. Like John Cleese gave the instructions of, of what you need to do to win the game. Uh -huh. And, you know, the one fun, one of the great moments of that movie, he goes, go. And they're like, look at it. I go, go. And he goes, what do you mean? <laughs> That was good. That was a good song. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have to see that again. Well, I saw that in the theater in 99, like, a, you know, best movie year ever. But I recently showed that to my kid, thinking, like, I kind of like this comedy. Maybe this is like a modern-day mad, 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 mad world. And there's a scene where this woman catches her husband having an affair in a jacuzzi, and she's overhead in the helicopter, so she lowers the helicopter to break open the... Uh, Above ground jacuzzi, outdoor jacuzzi, and my kid was like, eh, "It's what's so funny with all this destruction?" I was like, "Oh, how great!" <laughs> you know? Didn't hold up. No, it didn't hold up. Didn't know In why. A way. In a disappointing way. 
Yeah, like didn't see the comedy. Like uh what was so funny with destruction, like you know, dumb slapstick. The movie was a lot of destruction. There was some good I love dumb slapstick. I just do. Look, you know it's fake. You know it's a presentation to and it's called entertainment. You know it's end on TV. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you sit there and think, I don't know, there is empathy. Well, I don't know. I just believe that nobody's really getting hurt. Like, it's all fake. So. Right, and not only that, like, when there's chaos, like, things get destroyed in car chases, it's more action for me uh-huh. than, like, haha comedy, but it's funny action, so therefore it falls under comedy. Right. And, you know, the rhythm of it, like, a fight always has, like, great choreography in a movie, and you have that visual kick of it, and that's the fun of the movie. So if a car smashes into a fruit, bas- a fruit stand... Yeah, when a guy who gets shot falls gracefully... You know, it's a movie. Right. But, you know, when Smokey drives his car through a a plate glass window that two people are carrying, it's funny, I guess. (laughs) All right. Children. Okay, enjoy the corn maze. Watch out for the children in the corn. Now, our upperclassman, you know, Elliot Dellum. Yeah. Denholm Elliot. Of course, he's sitting his ass on the bench he's already you know making preparations and arrangements for his people to get him out of there there's a i love how there's a bench in the maze it's the center oh so it's not like a cheat like if i pass by the park bench (laughs) i guess it is the center yeah i read a history of mazes like and how these these corn mazes are made and Mm -hmm. they're mostly made to get tourists you know yeah i know it's a maze yeah, well, you know what? You, it, you do get lost in it. <laughs> yeah, and you, it's, you can't go backwards. You know, it's not no. a, it's not a, in the newspaper. Well, I was like, I want to start from finish and go, you know, trace my finger and my nose here. I would never do one of these mazes in the winter if it was lightly snowing just a little bit because I would be in the shining. That's right. It gets a little spooky. I yeah, love this slap. spooky. Now, you're talking about slapstick where nobody gets hurt. He just yeah. pole vaulted. He pole vaulted. He said, Scotland! He pole vaulted. What is that? And he smashed through a greenhouse. And then he started reprimanding the guy who was like, what the fuck? He was like, stand up straight, so You know, it's so, it's so English. Oh, my goodness. So our Elliot Dellum... Our aristocrat has right. now given orders to, like, a soldier. Deliver this for me. Chop, chop. Right away, my private messenger. Right? So, the United States government guy just did it. We've been in these movies of England before. Like, it's about class. Right? So, that's the comedy, is these different people of different classes trying to escape a corn maze. Yes. That comedy and the different branches, they contrast each other, you know. The American sticks out like a sore thumb. When you're listening to them, you think you're you're watching, like, uh, I Dream of Jeannie's, um, I don't know, he's just so American of the day. This is 65, so it's like setting up for 
I don't know. I guess this guy didn't hit in the end, right? So the note reached the person. They brought a fucking chopper. I love it. Now everyone wants that chopper. Right. And everyone's going to get it. And they don't – well, you know what? That's it. Fuck for one person. Wow, look at this. So is this funny, this image? They have a real people dangling. You know, they have the crazy music probably or – I don't know. I do find it funny. It's a spectacle. I like seeing movies. And if there's going to be explosions and car crashes, sometimes, you know, it's supposed to be funny. It's a funny premise. This is a funny premise. It's just not like in a turtle. I don't know. It's, it's like weird. you're going into a pretend place for entertainment value. So it's right. like, you know, it's a fake movie. Even if it was a nuclear explosion, you know, it's a fake movie. So you can okay, watch how they get hit by the trees, and the director kind of cheated us or the cinematographer. Oh, they're on a human fox hunt. Ooh, this is like the hunt. Right. Yeah. Now they're giving everyone a mile. You can't be within one mile of this base, starting you know with uh, in one hour. So now these guys are just scrambling to get off base. So they both got bonked <laughs> off the chopper. They all got bonked off the chopper into the woods. Now, this scavenger hunt, do they have to pick the items in a particular order? Or can they just. Except for one. There's one they're going to be asked to get that they don't know about yet. They're all supposed to go to this hoity toity organization thing uh, and ask for a message. Um, I, have more, I have more questions regarding their scavenger hunt. Do you have to know the bride to be part of this uh, scavenger hunt at no. the, the bachelorette party? No, you don't have to know the bride. So this is not I a bachelorette party. Something borrowed. Now, do you really have to be like, are you from the city, man? Like, do you have to be a native? You have to be born in San Francisco, and the clues are like, this place has a picture of something on the second floor. And you're like, oh, that's Ireland's 32, obviously. <laughs> Anyone from the city would know that. Like, is it an obscure city hunting? No, it's all British stuff. Gotcha. Have you done a scavenger hunt? When was the last time you did a scavenger hunt? Uh, like when I was, you know, like in early 20s. I don't know. Did you do one for your children? Like, hey, kid, we have a family activity. Uh, Probably. I don't yeah. have a memory of a scavenger hunt. I always thought it was kind of like busy work. You know, I think it's fun when you when you try to find things in the city like – uh, or your your neighborhood, like just little details, and you'd be like, uh -huh. oh, of course, or like you know, it's it's kind of clever. Uh, our man, my our man Godfrey, my man Godfrey, mm -hmm. was uh, like a 1940s uh, screwball okay, comedy. Have to interrupt, right? Okay. Right now, a real fox hunt is fucking up the army. Okay. <laughs> okay go ahead, Pat. <laughs> oh well, so they they have a scavenger hunt, and one of the items they they have to find the upper class is a homeless man. Uh -huh. And they find this guy, and he stays on as their butler, and it winds up that you know his life was ruined, but he had a, a history of his own, and uh, but it was just funny that like you know these it was so like the hoity toity during the depression where like uh, yeah the scavenger hunt was to find a, a bum, as in the parlance, right? That's so robber baron. Yeah. Oh, the old British gag. You're gonna like stop drinking again. This uh, is great, no, Carl. I know exactly why you thought that. 
Yeah, like usually James Bond drives by and the guys are drinking and fishing and then when he, he drives by his car in the water, he like throws the bottle in the water. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. This guy's in a wetsuit. Have you ever walked in a wetsuit? It's fucking painful. Ooh, nice yeah. uh, jagged swipe. Okay, now this is the guy who didn't get picked up by the chopper and his joke the whole time will be... He's digging uh, a hole? Right, and he'll get caught. So you have to be one mile away from the base, okay? So our American has done that. Now he's in the process of stealing clothes to get dry. I always like it when they hang up their sheets. It's like a dressing room. Yeah. Now he's got a little BB pellet pistol, you know. Yeah, the British. Blow gun, is that what it's called? The BBB, British BB gun. Oh, I yeah, I remember BBB one. <laughs> yeah, right. That's really funny. Well, you would say you would announce it. You would say this is BBB one. <laughs> Our broadcast day. This is service B base. Well, that's more like a radio guy. Oh, the old room. He was calling his girlfriend, okay? Uh-huh. Who was really nice. Uh, and she's helpful and great. Now, he's not supposed to have any help, but none of them follow the rules. So no, well, this seems not very arbitrary. Well, she's going to be a player in the whole thing. Whoa, look at this. Whoa, look at her go. Who can turn the world on with their <laughs> smile? Oh, no, is she driving? This is 1965. Okay, the cars so, try to pass her. Right. Her comedic joke throughout the whole movie is she just fucking obliviously has crashes and threatens lives. And, you know, she's a nuisance. She barks the wrong places. Jesus, talk about nostalgia. I can't even think of a good woman's driver joke. It's been Look years at that. Look at what you just did. Jesus Christ. No, I'm being American now. Right. Jiminy Cricket. Okay, listen. One of the things on the list is an English road. Now, it's called the, like, their royalty snooty name. So they think it's a person. So oh. he's there to look up. The, he's, yeah, um, he's looking. <laughs> the skirt of, no, to look up the name of this royal person. He's at the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at the library. Now, this is the mom he stole the pants from. He doesn't she's know a... her. Really? Yeah. This is a small town. But the fucking kid knows it. Hello, I'm an innocent, dummy American. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm pompous. Hey, I'm looking for a book. I think he fits this picture fine. I don't know why the director needs to shit on this. He's not. He's not trying to hitch a star off this movie. Maybe it's right. a movie's fault it didn't launch his fucking career. Yeah, yeah. You know, because people continue to act. You know, he doesn't have to. You know, he doesn't have to. You got a bunch of like this, the all-star cast, and they put an unknown in there. Big deal. Yeah, they were just really pissed big. that it was American. You know, that they were trying to go for an American audience, pander to an American audience. You know, this is really quite funny, his condescension, if you ever get to see this movie without us. Sure. So now the mom's, you know, she goes, take off those pants. What? 
He goes, I have that effect on women. I just can't explain it. <laughs> American. Those are my husband's clothes. This is sort of coincidence. Ooh, so now, see, I can't do that. I can't jump into a car like that. Well, you're not, I mean, we're not 20, maybe he's 31. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting like, what is oh, that? Oh, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not you saying that I'm old. Say I just don't want to be in a car with a woman driving. <laughs> Goodness, Michael. I'm stuck. Look, Look at her. She can't drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it's fake in a movie. It's a comedic point, and it's an of an age in which they weren't sensitive to stereotypes. So shame on them, and let's enjoy. Well, get a Rolls Royce. Oh, so they're going to steal the hood of the Rolls Royce at the dealership? Well, yeah. You see, the guy who's trying to buy here, he's, uh, where is he? Ah, there he is. His name is Lee Montague. You might have seen him in Space 1999. Nope. Uh, he was that in that miniseries called Holocaust in 78. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was Roots and then it was Holocaust. Yeah, he's Staff Sergeant Mansfield. And so his comedic thing throughout is he's going to get everything he needs. He's going to buy it, but he's going to use Army requisition forms. You know, that's like a, you can invoice the Army. Oh, so buying the hood ornament. He should just buy everything else, right? Call it a day. That's what he will do. That will be his community. He goes, I don't think that's quite right, Guild, sir. That's better than money, I tell ya. He just cheats. He just buys his way. Well, I don't know. He is a staff sergeant. Okay, so it is in his power to, like, no administration, which means like expense reports and shit. There's, and there's a sense of urgency. Do they have to complete this? Be well, the yeah, first one? two days, forty-eight hours. Huh. Oh, I like this arboreum. Well, this is where they're gonna find that nudie named. We'll get some like I'm shocked nun jokes, you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to pass. I want none of that. (laughs) We've said that joke too much. None more. None None more. Both the raven. We said that. So we said uh, that joke. I think we said none of them. Lady McDonough. Lady McDonough. Lady Frances McDonough. That's what it was. I think I, I think I would hope it's a federal crime to steal plants from an arboreum. That the arboreum mm-hmm. should be like part of a federal. Protected. Yeah. There ought to be a law. Don't you think there is, Mike? Of course. You can't do what he just did. You're no, it's bullshit. Look, someone took it from before us. Yep. Hello, we're going to pretend it lie and stuff. We're Americans. Can you explain what these things are? Oh, she's, flowers. She's so English, but he's oh, American. Yeah, yeah, she's so English. Goodness, it's so hot in here. I'll have to take off all of my clothes. And that's going. Arboreums do get. It does get hot in arboreum. You know, a lot of yeah. it's natural lighting. It was built, you know, in the 1800s or something for electricity. 
For more information about the Arboretum, <laughs> visit the Arboretum Welcome Library. to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Hello. This, this oh. is our Arboretum. I didn't see you come in. I'm churning butter, which was common at the time. <laughs> I mean, it's common in my time. It's what I meant to say. I need to stop. You know, in Colonial Williamsburg, I am the butter churner. But I'm on my break. I'm Mike, and I'm on my phone. <laughs> okay, so God. she's doing the – she wants the rose. So she's doing this ruse. This is all in the service of her American boyfriend, by the way. i got to bring that up to the end of the film, okay? Okay, so she's doing it for her love of her life. So they're going to they're gonna win the prize and go off together. Gotcha. So he – he has like run up to him going, Oh, Leo, it's wonderful to see you, Leo. And kiss, 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 kiss. Then he goes, Madam, please contain yourself. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> it's me. It's my eyes. You're not him at all, are you? He's like, What can I ever do to make it up to you? Let me give you a ride into London. That's quite right of you. Here we what go. is Lori? What's your story, Morning Lori? Uh, Lori? You know, it rolls through with that swipe. They, mu they must have, the swipe, these swipes are so obnoxious. Not since oh, Star okay. Wars have been so self conscious. There's like jagged swipes, and there's like a. Uh, we hate Caddyshack. Terrible movie. <laughs> Why is he busted? He just escaped. Okay, he, the, what did he escape from? He was within one mile. That's of, ridiculous. Yeah, but the MP doesn't know that. That's bullshit. So they, yeah, the MP does know that. So they they put him back into the maze. Oh, this guy will never leave. Right, and that's going to be his whole joke. So here's Denim. So he's rich, right? So he's got right. A so brother. he's right. He's gone yeah. back to his hotel, or he's either getting a hotel, or this is a place he resides at often. Darling, how are you? Look what? at that little dog. Little dog. He hugs him while holding the little dog around him. So cute. How much do you think that little dog would be? That's a pretty pretty high-end dog, right? <laughs> a pure breed. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Probably yeah. like, I don't know, today, maybe $4,000. Damn. If you, with all his shots and his papers and everything. <laughs> do you like my hair? I do. I say I do. Okay, basically now, what 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 Elliot Denham is doing is he's having everyone around him go fetch him things, right? Oh, so he he great, yeah, of course. So he's because like, he can. go bring me the hood ornament of the Rolls Royce of your father's Rolls Royce. He's like. Oh, but I'm starving. Can't we eat first? This will only take you but 30 minutes. Uh, but <laughs> an hour past. Or something. I he love goes, it. I have some things for you to arrange. You can count on me, sir. Go get these ducks. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's the flower is the Lady Macbeth. It is yes. the uh, the duck. Right. Yeah, that's what, uh, like a decoy duck. Right, it's uh, the Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce, and it's, then check this one out. It's an electric hare, a rabbit from a greyhound race. Oh, cool! Yeah, it is the lock of hair and the autograph of a 
French pop singer. And then it's another item they don't know yet. Well, you know, the director wasn't allowed at the racetrack because uh, they were nervous. He was he was a born winner. <laughs> That's right. You you cannot your your money's no good here, sir. Yeah, I think I said that backwards. Can I help you? Yes, I'm Mr. Winner. Well, aren't you cocky? Well, the house will not honor your request, <laughs> sir. Now, please allow the next patron. Please step aside for paying customers. You know, I prefer director director Michael Loser. More to my heart. <laughs> you know, I I don't use high definition film. Like all my friends insist on it. I think it's you know they're they're so like fucking stoned and fucked up. You know, everything's out of focus. I work uh -huh. with definition film now. Love it. Took me a second. I will not work with high definition film. Don't even get me started on tweaking definition. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, the, oh, the, the worst is way too high definition films because right. you, they're not focused and uh, you, they lose the plot and like they switch stories. It's just you know. Naked I got Jessica. you. Uh oh, okay, now, Scotsman's washing. She has lured him into like her relative's apartment in the city. She's got him to take a shower, and now she's nicking. She's nicking. He's stealing the rose. Now we'll get some. Oh, we didn't get like a bad driving joke. She's driven away with it. These are the the relatives who are arriving home. I was so, gonna say like they just left this. Literally, this guy is hanging. They left this guy hanging. See, he's hanging right now. His balls. <laughs> now look, you see those ducks? Yeah. I don't know. Somehow those aren't the ducks that the rest of the people go for. But they're English ducks. They're traditional. They're ceramic. Those look like bathroom tiles. I'll show you what I mean later. I love it. They go in. There's a Scotsman showering in their house. And so if it's common, then that's the easiest item in the scavenger hunt. Yeah, what he's saying right now is, I've brought me me squatters, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's embarrassed, and he's mad at uh, the girlfriend. Right. Annabella. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash? Anna Nash? <laughs> I, a Nash? No. Nash. no. Look, she was only in that Bond spoof, that Casino Royale in Yeah, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about that movie. Yeah, why? I got other ones in that movie. All right. No, go ahead. I, I want to hear the other ones. Why? We're not talking about it. It's a really hard movie to sit through. Yeah, I know. I, I never finished it. With, I don't know. I have no memory of it anymore because. I finished it. I said, listen, I, I've been watching this half-assed for 25 years. I'm just going to watch it all the way through. And I went, what a waste of my life. <laughs> like, I did it, right? It has a good theme song. Please. It was multiple directors directing Casino Royale as a parody yeah. of James Bond. With different people, of course, Woody Allen playing Jimmy Bond, his cousin. I don't, see, I remember, I tell you, I've seen that film, uh, but I must have quit on it because I don't have, Yeah, no, I it's know tough. he was in it. Well, it was also Orson Welles and John Huston. It was like every like top 60s kind of jokey. It was the, uh, you must be joking of its time. Mm 
Yeah, which was two I years later. I must have just dismissed it, uh, even though I might have seen it. I don't know. That's how bad it sucked, I guess. It's really hard. And when they asked you did the Daniel Craig version, I was like, took me, I said, I'm not going to watch it. And when I saw <laughs> it, <laughs> I was relieved, you know. Okay, so he's got this ploy that he's with the uh, – uh, what was that Kennedy organization where he, the kids would go uh, help? Peace Corps. The Peace he's, Corps. He's got this scam going where he's in the Peace Corps and he's collecting stuff. And, you know, even these ducks, because they sell them for money. Anyway, he luckily opened up the door on a sexy one. Right. Like, why don't you come inside? Mm-hmm. You know, like. He is very I sexy. cleavage out. Yeah. So, He's got a lower class accent like that, but she's got the ducks on her wall. That's what he's here for. You see him? Yeah, I see it. Nice view. Yeah. First time I ever saw him, I was quacking up. So he saw the married, uh, this is married. Yes, just now. <laughs> I love that dress. Lingerie? Dress. That's corset. Your work must be very interesting, eh? Peace Corps. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, no, darling, I innocently popped over to take you to lunch. <laughs> oh, is it like, oh, not again, dear? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. You've seen this movie and this scene. I did, but you know what? This movie didn't offer closed captioning, so I was at, I lost at sea half the time. I'm talking to the bird, Gavna. All right. Yeah, oh, you you I routed me. Wait. I saw this movie. Yeah. Love it. Like, no expense spared. We'll go to your friends with flat and shoot the scene. And we'll just smash all these. Yeah, that's right on you. Oh, this is where you leave. He's like a bland Dick Clark. Yeah, he doesn't. I guess how else is he supposed to respond? Oh, come on. <laughs> you know what? Do you think he's Luke or Owen or Andrew uh, Wilson? Um, He's the one in Church Ball. Andrew, so he's an Andrew Wilson. He's got no spark. He's got I, no... I would say he's Luke. Maybe Luke uh, just phoning it in. There it the is. That's all one. he wanted. The weakest one. Look, he's got one of them. Now, yeah. look, somehow he's got a neck. Probably just right. read it in the script. Where did he get the net from? Maybe when he was coming out of the lake. Right. I don't remember him walking in with a net. Right, the um, I guess it was in his sack, but the uh, the fishermen would be the place to get him to have that net, net but they didn't do that. I keep a net with me. Oh, look at that! Another obnoxious swipe. That was a vertical well, swipe. They're trying to be goofy. They're trying to be okay. Here we have our ongoing joke. So the one joke. Yeah, and they're like, "Goodness, Craig, how you do keep at it." Please sit. It's not often I can speak with the ranks, so to say. 
he goes like, tell me, do you think the army's everything we promise in the advert? <laughs> oh, let's crack up to me. Because yes, sir, for the opportunity, sir. Like, like this one right now. And then they arrest him. <laughs> Keep it up, chap. I'm rooting for you. Oh, here they come. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did hey. you see me and my fair lady? Hasn't happened yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> I validated my parking guy. That dude's a little drastic. Isn't he dressed like the valet? <laughs> oh, he, yeah, right. I... Okay, so, so he's... here we are down at the Greyhound track, and our staff sergeant is once again doing a requisition for him and buying a rabbit. Strange request. Yeah, he's making up like it's General Gustus Lucius desire to for his, you know, who won a million at the Belmont Stakes. It's a present, it is. How many mechanical hairs are there in the world? Uh, well, okay, they've they've got them in stock like ten, twenty. I mean, it's a racetrack. It's it's a spare part. Right. Well, I understand they have like two of them, and next thing you know, they have four hair bunnies. No, no, no. Know they have eight. No, these are. And then there's like sixteen. Oh, oh, no. They're not trouble with the tribbles. These these aren't the fucking bunnies. These are the mechanical bunnies. Man. Hey, look, it's it's nineteen year old Mike Spiegelman. Well, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't trying to steal the the Rolls Royce thing. <laughs> right. Michael, yeah, I I thought it was loose, and the guy goes, not on today's rules, Royce. The older models, perhaps, but blokes used to nick them. Look. It's so BC, boys. That must have been shot in reverse or something. Something, yeah. I think, yeah. Okay, here we have a Rolls Royce, and it's but an they... older one, just what they need. They're going to steal it. Right. Oh, it looks like, like a rock band. With right. The, the cavemen. It's the cavemen. That's right. They're the Beatles. They are. I the don't, Trogs. I'm not a fan of their outfit. You see the hat? And they're wearing oh, pants. Oh, right. A true caveman would not be wearing pants. But, right. you know, when you're shopping in London, it's best to wear pants. Well, wearing pants is so easy a Whoa. caveman could do it. Now, was that funny that the moving. Uh, I don't know. We've seen this movie before when it comes to stuff like this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I appreciate the effort, and it is the cinema, and I want to see stuff, you know? So I'm always excited when they smash into something. But I don't think it's funny funny. I mean, it's amusing. Right. It's not no, dramatic it's like action. eye candy. It's not really funny funny at all. It's to keep you watching and engaged. A right. guy trips. He slips. He, got, he gets punched. Now he's in the car, you know, Oh, look, here's the fan. I love you, caveman Ringo. I love you, caveman George. So everyone wants a selfie, mostly with caveman George. Okay? Really? So, right. Oh, and a, that's yeah. why they got mobbed and they got away. Hey, hey, we're the caveman. <laughs> we're missing a Rolls Royce. Oh, wow, the water's spilling out of it. It's real damage. No, but they're too busy driving. <laughs> Notice their cars breaking down. In a turnabout. They were just trying to be stupid. <laughs> oh, all right. 
My money's on Swan's Bottom. We're the dumb generals. You're already betting. You're so addicted. You don't even know the odds. You, you're not familiar with the culture. Come on, Swab. Listen, I got my 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 uh my son's bar mitzvah money right here. Bar mitzvah money right here. <laughs> All right. He needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, so he snuck on. He's gonna steal the hair this way. Yeah, he's gonna steal the real one from the track. He's gonna unfucking screw <laughs> it and pull it out. And his will have the mechanical part dangling like a stick. There, there he is. Goes. That's one of my favorite Bucks Bunny when he falls in love with the electric hair. It just chases him around. You know, why won't you talk to me? <laughs> he kisses her. He like gets electrocuted. He's like wowza. <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about. Yeah, that. it's a metaphor of life, Carl. It's that stalkish bloke. He's got my rabbit down there. Oh yeah, look, they're all they're all there. Look, you they're... see those bowler hats? Yeah, they the mean... bowler. I have a position here. I work here for each you know what I mean? Like it's a uniform. But you know what? I'm gonna forget this joke. I did see this movie. There was a moment where Terry Thompson, uh, the police come and then the, the guys with the bowler caps come and he goes, Oh great, now you yeah. bowler cap guys are here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's really the um <laughs> my fair lady guy who said this. Oh, it was my fair lady. I just Yeah. <laughs> okay, so be... he has followed he learns that someone robbed it, so they had to get a new one. So he followed them to the storage room. He made a wedge in the door. Now he can slip in and steal a rabbit. Right. There he is. Somebody's coming. Why, it's the Scotsman. What are you doing there? You're not going to believe this, but someone's nicked the rabbit. Hey, what? Some bloke. It was hair today. <laughs> Don't be too careful. You can lock him inside. Uh, but you could see that movie too. You if know, it would uh, serve their script, they would do it. Oh, right, of course, yeah. Ba da da da. It's a mad, 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 <laughs> mad world. <laughs> we've uh, we've seen a lot of like race movies. Last week was a walking race movie. Uh, yeah, and we saw my old man. Yeah, my old man was a horse racing, and uh, Cannibal Run. I guess that's another like. Yeah, that counts yeah. certainly as a race. Are my are we out of examples? Oh no, we have a bunch of more. I guess that's entertaining too. Here's your rabbit, sir. Oh, jolly good. Uh, so he's winning. Yeah, well, he's up to par with everyone else. How is it going with those ducks? They're terribly sorry, sir. That is a bit of a problem, you see. They're not manufactured anymore. Oh, with the right price, you can... <laughs> so now he's, like, calling up somebody he knows, like, who, like... He would make it out of clay and then heat it in the oven at the hotel. Uh, He's making a golem? No, it's it's those ducks. Oh, <laughs> I got you. You know what a but golem I don't is, right? This. Yeah, I know what a golem is. It's a monster. A Jewish monster, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh no, I'm mm-hmm. like he's just a monster. I don't, I don't look at, I don't discriminate. No, I take fucking credit for this one. This was a Jewish monster. <laughs> no such thing. No oh, such now thing. it's a holiday monster. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great in reverse, right? Yeah. Holiday monster. <laughs> oh, may I be the uh, fourth person uh, this year to wish you a Merry Christmas? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, I'm trying to ruin a Christmas song. How does it go? Christmas, 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 Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Well, I think now that oh look at that, that's a curtain rises sway. Uh I I so here's a knock. This is funny. It's like knock knock knock. Why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? Put on your stuff. I'll put it on there. Oh, it's the mole. Listen to the way he talks to him. <laughs> this is the greatest thing about this movie is their accents. It's jolly good show, my man. You're really at it, aren't you? Oh, they're just waiting outside. We're all pulling for you. It always has to be one guy who just doesn't do much right. of the same thing over and over, and then at the end he does something. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. They're putting him back in the middle of the maze right now. And go. And he'll start digging again. Okay, so here's our American with a rabbit. He just chased fierce dogs. Yes, artisanal dogs. I saw the sign. Here are ducks being made out of clay for the aristocracy. This, the pompous has. Well, to be oh right, so he doesn't even like. He has to make his own like homemade one. Well, that's his plan, but that won't be used in the end. Oh no! Wait. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, yes, he's making his own because he can't find them and he can afford it. He's paying like three grand for custom. But isn't that the joke that if those things are considered like a lower class uh, ornament that it's only a house or a lower class house? Okay, look, that the rich- see that—that's the duck that he needed. They were able to go out. See what I mean? She's making them for nothing. It—it it doesn't make sense. In the oh, book. I. Huh. It. She was his plan B. Did we really need that little detour? Because she's not. She really doesn't give a duck in this movie. She. Oh, duck her. At least that's what Winner said. Okay, yeah, right. This guy was in. This guy was in Jagger's uh, performance. Remember, we saw performance. Was it? Oh, this guy in the phone. Yeah, I recognize him. I don't Maybe recognize was, the phone. He was one of the bad guys who yeah. were coming to pick up. He saw him all fucked up in the foyer. Good to see you again, bloke. He was good in performance. Oh, look, there's a record store. Was oh, this like a pop shop? <clears throat> no, it's the headquarters of a lot of pop stars. What these people are doing are fake autographs and stuff like that. Right? Oh, and like there's hair and... Like oh, they're pretending that every rock star in the world is the fame of the Beatles, okay? So the whole world is asking for photos, you know what I mean? Uh, autographs. Dear Caveman, can you send me a lock of your hair? Right. And it goes to like one central uh, processing. So, like, right. Pull the hair from the wall. Right. 
So he's just looking for someone to give her a signature of Sylvia already. So one of the things on the list is a lock of hair and, a, and an autograph of Sylvia, the French pop star. Uh, Sylvia Who's... Barnett. Yeah, now this is a real pop star, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But the actress who played her passed away the year later. Um, I her name was Patricia Viterbo, and I didn't look her up. I she's you'll see she's very bland. She didn't do yeah. anything but say I'm here. There she is. I brought my fame. Don't have a little dog with me. Well, so I I read a bunch of user reviews to see what the hell I was watching. And uh, someone said that she died a year later. Uh huh. The actress. I guess so. I missed her. I missed her too. It's been like you know it's almost fifty years. Year, yeah, she was. Uh, she was bland. She was bland. I'm not gonna lie. This is in her funeral. So all part of being British is the flower, it's the uh, ornament, it's right. the uh, status well, symbol, right. and it's the local pop star who. And then the rabbit, you know, from yeah. everyone bets at the track in England. Right. Park life. All the people, so many people, all go hand in hand, hand in hand, hand park in life. Hand. Oh. I was thinking blur, park life. Park life. <laughs> yeah, then you go down to the racetrack. A park life. <laughs> Oh, Carl, it's only 20 years ago, 30 years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. Park it. Here she is being bland. I am bland. I've got an accent. I'm bland. I'm bland. I wish I had told you in the beginning of the film to put on the music because I heard Auntie Griselda. Oh, it was really? Like, it goes like, dang, 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 dang. we're a crazy song for a movie. Dang, dang. And then it goes. I know she's having a fit. Dun, dun. She doesn't like me a bit. Dun, dun. And then it goes back to, I'm a movie theme. You should hear it. It's Auntie Griselda right in the middle of their song. That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder if they shot in black and white in the TV station. I, I, I. It's, uh, it was, by the way, it was um, uh, instrumental only. There was no singing. So you could really sing Griselda, Auntie Griselda, along to it. Right. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out next time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, so, uh, go girls. Now we're on a TV set, and <clears throat> for some reason, the scavenger hunt focus of the movie is now turned to uh, getting the autograph and lock of hair. Wow. This happened. They're all doing this sequentially, so they all approach at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not supposed to. They don't have to. No, they just have two days to find all this. Right. What I mean is, like, they could have, you know, one would be getting a Rolls Royce thing as another one is trying to get an autograph. Like, they pair up two or three of them at a time to compete. Right. I could see them all approaching the same live broadcast to, to meet up with the pop star. Right, right. Yeah. No, you don't understand, my good man. I have an appointment. You ring her. He's calling her him a foreigner. Like, for instance, 
I mean, he's Scottish, and it's really insulting to go, what is that crazy accent you have? You're a foreigner. It's an, okay, no. <laughs> They're all doing the same thing here. Oh, right. This is my excuse that I can go into the TV filming. At least an American brought flowers. That's a classy. Uh... <laughs> and she was like, oh, she can't be near those. Like, very allergic, you know, getting all pollinated. Oh, I didn't know. I, I guess I didn't miss that detail. Oh, a Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris. Streets of San Francisco, Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris. I knew a Lynn Harris. Did she, did she do a show in 1965? No. <laughs> Best of the caveman? Caveman nope. mania? No, no. Cavemania. He was not alive. Oh, the caveman. I know it's a different popster. Yeah, that's right. So Look, once get... keep hugging. Just keep hugging each other. Ooh, there's a hey, say, aren't you that uh, conceited, easy, and gullible star? Yeah, let me sign an autograph. So these are cameos, right? This guy, I, I would be like, holy shit. Okay, the answer is yes. If you know English TV, you'd know this guy. That's why, like, my research comes up short. Like, yeah. he was on Drawing Point Hour. Right, yeah, no, I hear you. Meet the Skittles for three seasons. He played Wackadoo. It's just like it doesn't make any – okay, so look, he lures him into the closet. It's kind of convenient. You know, we're, we've seen this movie. Disrespects his autograph. Right. Well, he's not the pop star. So he comes in and he goes, where's pop star? And he goes, I'm his understudy. What? He was – you know, he had he got sick at the bar. He asked me to come over and do the dancing. Wow. Hullabaloo would never do that. They would just cancel the live dance. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance, so he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance, or he's going to sing? He's going to dance. What's this? I'll not have me, me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. You give him a chance. I can't do it. Oh, no, you can't. I yeah. think he deserves a chance, no? Oh, yeah, opportunity. <clears throat> he looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's a Maytag repairman. He comes in all the time. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. Uh, well, another uh, movie or not movie, where the really clean stuff. Movie. Okay. <laughs> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he gonna go up and like pull her hair at the end? Mm-hmm. It's not not funny. Yeah. So is... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. Hey, for Scotland! 
Nice. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production. I guess, yes. This Is guy's this funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's the joke. It's all framed as a normal show. But they can't even tell. It's improv uh, chor choreography. Chor choreographed. Yeah, it's improv choreographed. It's improv-geographic. That was, that was the famous ginger... Yeah, sing, singing in the Rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was probably like three years ago. I don't know. So now in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights that's concerned... Right, go on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star? Yeah. So an hour into this movie, two thirds of this film, now the he thing finds is, another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So what's going on here? But yes, he and he's look. It's genuine. It's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her. Okay. <laughs> he's just macking on her after a live production. No, like macking means that oh, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the Scotsman. Always uh -oh. macking. He's always back in. Yeah, he he was McDonald's. The girl. Google. Always back. Oh, his name is. He's always back. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. Because they lift him up with the armpits. Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this first two walls. For Wait, was that a joke because the wall broke? Yeah, I was going to say, most <laughs> movies break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay, hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just yeah. here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. I'm banging her. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here. To get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. I mean, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watched it, I said, just get this over with. You know, there's always, like, when there's a scavenger uh, hunt type movie, or there's, like, you must get the sixth item. It gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, said that. Yeah. You must defeat seven exes. I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I was like, <laughs> that, yeah, check off to well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like, you don't know what the sixth one is, and they seem to have gotten all the others. You see? So it sets up... Okay, this is a men on, men's only club, and it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire! Men's only. Yeah. You can tell from their... Uh, it's also members only. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only, just for men. Yeah. Men, wait. Yeah, right. Uh, for for work. him. No, wait. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company, um, called Lloyd's of London, and sure. they go back to the like 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But, um. 
there was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked, and they had they insure all shipping. They really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage, and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell. And it's it used to be rung whenever, like, there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the – there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lutapine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not so, four sets of bells. Uh, well, okay, since you're pushing me, in truth, there is one. And there's also this replica, and, and that will get used as well. Okay. So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyds of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mix them up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, Liverpool. when London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's like uh, – that's like insurance office broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah, I see it. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like, oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London um, – Bring me the Lutapine Bell. All right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. He's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then. Right away. Chop, chop. Wow. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London. It's so popular.